Hello, guys. Welcome to week five, episode three of the Third and Log podcast. We have tons of new topics this week coming from all the matchups. Everything is happening throughout the world right now. And we have uh, Gray Gator, Sean Aylin, Christian Josie, Drazen Ginsburg, Henry Mitchell, and a new addition, Mr. Isaac Mitchell. So uh, we're gonna we have a new thing called the Wheel of Teams. It's a new thing we added, and it's gonna spin a random random team every week. We're gonna do it every episode, and we're gonna talk about that team most. All right, we're gonna spin the wheel. Here's our wheel. Team is the Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Okay. So, so the Bills. The Bills have been uh, surprisingly really good this year. They're four and zero. They're uh, they're on a great streak right now. And uh, how do you guys think they're doing? I think that they're the best team in the NFL right now. We recently. Because Josh, no, Josh Allen is playing an MVP caliber season with 15 total touchdowns and one pick, and it wasn't even a pick. Um. But he he's doing very good in the rushing game. Not really many yards, but rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Um, Stephon Diggs has been arguably the best receiver this year, um, leading the league in receiving yards, scoring a couple times. Um, the running game isn't really there, but Beasley, Brown, and Diggs are a top five receiving do, uh, trio, arguably top three. Um, yeah, that's my take on the offense, at least. Okay, well, I have to follow you up on that. It's going to be very questionable next week with the Bills and Chiefs playing each other. I think it's going to be a great matchup, but it's going to be the Bally offenses, I think. The Chiefs defense has not been as bad as we think. It's going to be Bally offenses, I think, plus 40 for both teams. And I have the Chiefs winning that. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I have the Chiefs too. I I think – I mean, I think that – I think – I mean, obviously a lot of us hate on the Bills, but I do do think they're a pretty good team this year. Um, But I just – I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen. I think that yeah. I think the running game is better with Hilaire, who's I mean, he's he hasn't been as amazing as he was week one, but I like that running game and obviously Tyreek uh that offense is too in my opinion is better than Stefan Diggs. Um I just think and the Chiefs are just such an overpowered offense, also with Kelsey, the tight end game is also a lot better than the Bills. So yeah, I would say the Chiefs are gonna win that one. Uh but I definitely think the Bills will put up a fight. Yeah, that'd be a really good game. Do also, guys, don't forget, um, before the Chiefs, we have the Titans on Tuesday night football. But yeah, that, that's a new thing. So now games are being played on Tuesdays due to the COVID nineteen concerns. But yeah, I think they have that game, uh, thirty four to seventeen. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting watching games on Tuesday. That hasn't happened in a while for me. Mm-hmm. And also, other games are moved to Saturday with the Chiefs and Bills. So that's gonna be interesting. And uh, anything else on the Bills? Um, I I. I don't think it's going to be that close to a game. I mean, I think I think it's going to be even matchup, but when it comes down to it, I think that I mean, we saw the Chiefs kind of shut down week 2 against the Chargers when they had to go to overtime and Harrison Bucker had those like three consecutive field goals in overtime that only one ended up counting. But I think that the Chiefs like coming off that win in um Los Angeles, they messed up the Ravens. Like Lamar had a like a hundred throwing yards, right? Below yeah. that. Yeah. And then I just think that the defense is to the point where it's gonna be good enough to stop the Bills more than the Bills defense will be able to stop the Kansas City offense. Cause that Kansas City offense, I don't think the Bills defense can even come close to it. I mean we saw that. LA ran all over the Bills defense second half. And on Did anybody know if the Steelers three? play the Chiefs this year? 
Um, I'll have to check. They usually do. Yeah. Yeah, but if that happens, that'd be a very interesting game. But yeah, uh, anything else on the Bills, guys? Uh, oh, okay, so we'll, uh, Ike, wait, Ike has something. Uh, oh, Ike, I, Isaac. I, I think the, the Bills are going to win, actually. I think Josh, Josh Allen is going to have another uh, MVP-type game. So that's just my thoughts. So. Ike, don't make us kick you off the podcast off episode one, big dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, he, I like that opinion, Ike. I side with you there. Okay, I think well, close game. I think the Bills take that game, thirty-four to thirty-one. And Josh Allen, Josh Allen has five total touchdowns. Absolutely not. Yeah, okay. it is going to be close. Though. Well, we can end that there. Uh, speaking of the Bills, they're in the same division as the Patriots, and the Patriots are facing much scrutiny because uh, just Cam Newton was just tested positive. And like, what's your opinions on Cam Newton and stuff? I personally think even before COVID. He was doing good rushing from the one-yard line, but that's it. I don't think – his passing has not been impressive to me. I would consider him maybe top 20, but that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm I think a big fan of Cam Newton. I've always – I mean, obviously on the Panthers, I loved him. I think uh, seeing him on a new team was really like uh, – I mean, obviously it was a lot different. And um, uh, it was unfortunate to see him getting COVID. But I think um, – if he ever ends up coming back, I mean, I'm sure he will. I think he could uh, emerge as definitely like even like a top ten quarterback. I I know Christian doesn't like him that much, but I think uh, he could his passing game could uh, definitely improve. I mean, we've seen him in 2015 when they went 15 and one. His passing was incredible. His running was obviously incredible. Uh, so I think he could uh, go back to that not MVP form, but uh, close to it. I kind of see Josh Allen as like kind of like a reincarnation of Cam Newton when he was younger, especially with their athletic builds and stuff and like their mobility and their very strong arms. They're it's both very athletic, that, but yeah. It's not that I don't like Cam Newton. It's just I, I, I like him enough because he was on the Panthers. I just don't think he's that good in, anymore, in my opinion. I mean, well, he's I mean, getting older. That's a concern. I, I think his throwing has been – better than people have expected. I mean, he's, it might be inconsistent, but it's there. Like, he still has the strength to throw it far. He can throw it accurate. Like, we've seen him made – him and Edelman have had some really good connections um, throughout the first couple games, and I think that will continue to happen as he gets to know this Patriots team better. Um, and I – go ahead, Drew. Okay, uh, to, to follow up with Sean, um, also from uh, the beginning of, like, the NFL season, like, I mean – I was hearing like big things about Cam Newton. Like, oh, is this like a big comeback year? And like, I, I thought it was. And I thought that like a lot of experts thought that it was a big comeback year. And like, yeah, just because of natural co- causes, like this is like a big downfall for Cam. But I think when he comes back, and I agreed with Henry, like he can make it into the top 10, probably not an MVP just because of, of all the games that he's missing. And a low performance in one game, but like I think that he can be a top ten quarterback, and I I agree that like his throwing is better than expected. Well, how do you guys think they're gonna do without Cam? Oh, I think I don't know. Well. No, not well. I think they lose to the Chargers this week. But they also lost Gilmore too, right? So yeah, like, that's that's a huge. Yeah. I mean, there's quite a lot of like their secondary has struggled without of him without yeah. without him. And their offense without Cam is just like. 
it's just lifeless almost. They got they have to run the ball every. Yeah, you saw them run the ball more. Damian Harris had like a record seventeen carries. They they yeah. did. Their running backs had a huge day. Where I this is kind of where it pays off to be a team where you don't really have a perfect number one running back. Where I mean, if Sonny Michelle wasn't on IR, it'd be different. But I mean, you have Rex Burkhead, Damian Harris, and um, James White, and James White getting carries, and I think that that's going to be a three-headed backfield coming into the next weeks, especially with Cam out. I think they'll try to incorporate that a little more. Um. Also, Edelman did not get the ball last week. When he did, he did terrible with it. I mean, yeah. Edelman threw a pick six because of him. Right. Yep. Right. Well, uh, well, following up on Cam's COVID situation, the major headline of the week was, of course, the Titans. A lot of uh, criticizing, tons of crazy stuff happening. So, anything on that, guys? I just can't believe that the starting quarterback, Tannehill, would lead a workout in a time like this when the league is in jeopardy. Um, if the season I, is canceled, it is blamed on them. I, I Yeah, I personally think he should be suspended and anyone who went to that workout for a minimum of two games because it, you, the league released protocols and it, the league is so sensitive right now to the point where they could cancel at any point due to the amount of COVID cases. And they should know that their job is in jeopardy. So I don't know. I don't really understand why the hell to work out when their um, the team could just suffer from it. I kind I kind of disagree with that. I mean, like I understand that the league's in such a fragile state right now that you can't really be doing stuff like that. But at the same time, the Titans or any teams that had people test positive, the only people that were released were. Jordan, Tamu, the backup quarterback from the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, Gilmore, Newton, and I'm, that's all I know personally, where I think that the Titans, if you're a player, you most likely know who has it. I don't think, I don't think you'd be in that locker room with people and not know who has it if someone tests positive. So yeah. I think, like, I kind of understand where he was coming from because – you can't expect to go into a week where you don't practice or you practice two days out of that five to five days supposed to practice a week and expect to win a game. You just can't do it. Well, you got to think about Tannehill. He's a, like a big veteran presence over there, especially that young core involving Derek Henry, Corey Davis, AJ Brown. It's a very young, Johnny Smith. They're very young and you're supposed to look up to your head guy. He's one of the most like really good leaders, veteran quarterback. And I don't really know if you did the right thing by doing that. Because they all – he's it's a quarterback. I, don't, I mean, I don't really care how old you are. Like, even young guys. Like, Burrow, he's already a captain on the Bengals. Rookie of the year. I mean, not rookie of the year. Burrow's he's a rookie. But, like, they're, they're going to look up to you, and I don't know if that's a good role model. I, I don't necessarily think that. Because we saw – I mean, I feel like this wouldn't be as big of a deal if it was not during the season. Oh, yeah. Well, because, yeah. like, we saw, col- we saw college, high school, and NFL teams all getting together throughout the offseason – throwing and throwing routes or whatever like throwing routes or running drills but it's not coached at all so it's only player made where I just think that like I understand where y'all could come from saying that it would be potentially a bad influence but he's also going to show these guys that just because something bad happens along the way you can't just drop it all and then come back later the the NFL did say um there will be harsh punishment for anyone who decides to practice because they sent out a memo saying no one from the organization can get together. And Tannehill knew it and still did it. I personally just – if a team's going to do that and put the league at risk, that they should be punished. Anything else on that, guys? 
I just like yeah. it just it just worries me because I I want so bad for there to be a whole season, but when like players and stuff are like like putting themselves in danger by doing that, it's it's just it's just disappointing to see because. I mean, obviously the Titans have some really good players on that team. And if like, <clears throat> I mean, let's say, let's say one of those players is like Derrick Henry or like AJ Brown or somebody like that. It's, it's pretty like, uh, pretty devastating to see. So I just want like, I just want to see the rest of the season like play out and it'd be, I, I don't want it to end early. Yeah. It'd be kind of devastating to see that. Definitely. Well, uh, Let's take off of that little uh, hard topic there and move over to, well, I guess it can be a hard topic for one guy in the same division as the Titans, you have the Texans. And recently, uh, Bill O'Brien, their head coach, just got fired. So, I mean, that D-hop trade derailed his career. And any, any, any talking on that, guys? I mean, I think it's just self-explanatory. Uh, I mean, I think, I think – I th- you got it. You got it. I got it. Um, I think the Texans should just enter like rebuild mode at this point. They're David Johnson and JJ Watt are both getting old, and uh, <clears throat> they have a good quarterback in Deshaun, who I think could lead that. So. Well, I, I don't, it's definitely not. I don't think it's time for rebuild mode. There. I mean, they have they have the pieces to succeed. Like they're not going to go into rebuild mode when they have. Deshaun Watson, who's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Like, that's something that's difficult to do. Um, but overall, I think that O'Brien got fired because of that trade, yes. Um, but it wasn't the worst trade that has ever been made because you got to look like the, um, I guess, more like the financial side of it and the salary cap side of it. Um, D-Hop was going to take up a lot of that salary cap room, and they kind of needed to get rid of that. I remember yeah. from last year that the Sean D Hop thing was one of the craziest connections in the yeah, league. Great. It was so fun to watch. It was like even brings me back to Tom Brady, Randy Moss days. That, that it looked really cool. Yeah, I personally think they're in rebuild mode. I mean that defense is arguably bottom three. Um, their best receiver is Will Fuller, who don't get me wrong is good, but he's always hurt. And their next man up is Kenny Stills, I think. I don't think they have the weapons. I think they're going in rebuild mode. I think – I mean, I don't know. I think I think they're not going to be in rebuild mode quite yet. I mean, maybe if we see a Deshaun Watson trade in the next couple of years, but I very seriously doubt that because Deshaun Watson has done big things for Houston the last couple of years. And, I mean, J.J. Watt still being productive, just not as productive – and, I mean, Bill O'Brien had it coming. I understand, like, the salary cap aspect of D-Hop, but, I mean, at what point is it not, is it worth it to pay him the money but keep a top five receiver in the league? His 2018 season, he didn't drop a ball. If, what? I said top two. Okay. Well, receiver? Yeah. You, like, he, he had a whole entire season where he didn't drop a single ball. That's just, like – I think that has to be justified to pay the man. I think he's better than Michael Thomas, uh, skill one. I think he's the best receiver in the league when it, uh, like, when it all comes down to like what they. I mean, obviously <clears throat> this year he's good. Like he has a good amount of yards, but I don't know. He hasn't been like, I don't know. He hasn't really been the same as he was. But like he's still, 
I think skill-wise, he's the best receiver in the league. Him I think or, it's, yeah. I think it's because Kyler's more of a dual threat guy than more than Deshaun. And you see, it'll take away some. They're giving Kenyon Drake a good amount, even though he's not being productive. But they're still giving him a good amount. But since Kyler is more of a dual threat guy than Watson, it's they're going to be running the ball a little bit more. I mean, I think they're, like, pretty similar when it comes to that. I mean, we saw – I don't know if you all remember this. Do you remember um, – I want to say it was a Thursday night football, Deshaun's rookie year. He had that, like, 41-yard touch, rushing touchdown against the Bengals. I just remember that specifically. Yeah. And, like, I think Kyler and him are, like – I mean, obviously they're completely different builds and stuff. But I think I, I think you would consider them both dual threat. I mean, for me, honestly, maybe even Deshaun more than Kyler. But Kyler this year has been, like, obviously he has, like, four rushing touchdowns or something like that. So, um, I yeah. – No, go ahead. I'm done. Okay. I personally think Hopkins has been even better on the Cardinals. I mean, they've played four games. He has 39 catches. That's averaging like um, like one catch away from averaging 10 catches a game, which is just crazy. He has 397 yards. He does only have one touchdown, but at the same time, catching that many balls is just insane. Yeah. And he has 24 first downs. Oh, wow. He's definitely been electric. And moving on from that, there's some surprising players. Speaking of 10 catches, look at Keenan Allen. Look at Keenan Allen. He is having a good, like, season of his life right here. Justin Herbert, that just looks really good. Right when they took Tyrod Taylor out, I don't know what happened, but Herbert just looks good. But Keenan Allen. I I don't think that comes as much of a surprise. Over his career, Keenan Allen has been a very good wide receiver. And he's he's had – like, he's been – top 10 in stats basically every year except maybe the past one or two I'm not completely sure about that but he's he's got the talent he's an extremely good route runner um just overall I think he's a really good wide receiver and this season I I think Herbert's going to do very well in the NFL um and that's a good connection that they're starting up there but I don't think it's surprising at all that Keenan Allen's doing this well no for me so I was I was actually really confused on why Keenan Allen was like pretty low in fantasy like I don't know like he he might have gotten drafted like fourth or fifth round when like normally he'd be drafted like second or third or like something like that but um well I mean I understood because like Philip Rivers got traded to the Indianapolis Colts and like Tyrod Taylor is not the best quarterback and like we just didn't think the connection was going to be great with them but Keenan Allen is so good and he's he's very underrated and I, the connection with Herbert, well, I, and I'm so glad that Herbert's like now like the actual starter. And the connection with Herbert and Keenan Allen is great. Um, and I, I have him starting every week in my fantasy. But yeah, Keenan's such a PPR monster. PPR monster. Yeah. I'd Standard, say- maybe not as much, but PPR, really yeah. high floor. He'll get tons of targets. I was just about to say, I've had him in fantasy probably, like, two total years since I've been playing. He really, like – I mean, it does definitely depend on, like, the league type because one of my leagues is, like – like, the scoring is really low. It's, like – it's like, I think it's, like, a point for, like, 20 yards. So, like, for a league like that, it's a lot different because, like, sure, he can get the catches, but he, like – I just I don't I'm I don't know I'm not a huge fan of him in fantasy but it, it, that all just depends on your league type but yeah I definitely agree that he's um he's definitely underrated when it comes to like if you're talking about top ten receivers and he's uh 
he's very solid. Like when you watch him play, you just notice how like how much he really can do on the field on that. And that offense is like definitely improving a lot. Even with Eckler out, I mean, they have some solid backup running back. So yeah, that Chargers team is pretty solid. Yeah, well, tons of surprising players. We can even go on with more receivers, such as OBJ. OBJ has been good. Last season, OBJ, he still got plus 1,000 yards last season, but he's not expecting coming from the Giants where he was like maybe a top 10 receiver. When he went to the Browns the first year, he was not it. Targeted Jarvis Landry a ton. But now, now look at him. Baker's finally getting a little more confident, I could tell, with all – just throwing it down there, and OBJ can do whatever he can with those 50-50 balls. See, again, I don't think that comes as a surprise. We saw what he did in New York. First year on the Browns, he was dealing with a mild injury all season that held him back a little bit. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the injury was, but I think when we talk about underrated receivers like we do with Keenan Allen, OBJ is also on that list of very talented, but yet, I mean, maybe two or three years ago, maybe he wasn't underrated, but I think now he is. Uh, I think he's a top 10 receiver along with Keenan Allen and he's just really talented and this doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. I was expecting a pretty good year out of him and so far that's what we got. So, so last week over 100 yards, two touchdowns and passing in a 50 yard rush touchdown. Can he have that game again? No. Okay. I think he can. <laughs> I, I'm kind of taking a different approach from everyone. I think that, like he's, I don't know. He's not He's not really shocking me, to be honest. He, I mean, we know he has that skill level or that level of skill level to, to be able to p- perform at that level that we saw him last week. But I just don't think that he's just like – I don't know how to explain it. I mean, until this week, he'd been doing all right. But I feel like he wouldn't really be in much of a conversation if he hadn't scored three touchdowns last week. Right. But – I mean, he did, so I just don't find it that shocking. If anything, it's kind of underwhelming to me because I don't think he's going to continue to have those three touchdown weeks. I don't think he's going to have continue. I don't think he's going to continue to have those 100-yard weeks. So that was our breakout players, very interesting people out there. And uh, for our next part, we're just going to talk about teams we think have been very intriguing the Bears, tons of teams, and we'll just – our opinions on them and see how what we think they're going to do in the future. So we'll begin off with the Bears. They they look pretty good, I think. What do you guys think? Questionable. Their defense, their, their defense had the good – I mean, their defense played pretty well last night against a high-powered Tampa, Tampa offense. I really just – their offense is just – so questionable. I mean, David Montgomery, he really hasn't been doing that much. He, I mean, in fantasy, he'd be playing terrible if he hadn't scored that one touchdown. He Definitely. can have weeks like that where he'll sneak in a touchdown and it'll, like, save your fantasy week just because instead of getting five points, he'll get 12 or 11 or whatever it is. And I think they need to figure out their quarterback situation semi-soon if they want even – if they want a chance at their division because, I mean – I don't see a way that Dallas ends up throwing this division this year, but we also say that every year. Right, wrong so, division. Wrong division. Uh-huh. Wrong division. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I don't know. Vikings. Bears have the Vikings. Uh, and Packers uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
I was thinking about the Eagles. I don't know why I was thinking about the Eagles. I was, I don't know. But um, I was thinking about Nick Foles, I think. But yeah, I just like, I don't think they'll win the division now. But um, I think they got to figure it out because Nick Foles has played well enough where I think they can get something for him. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a crazy receiver or something, but they could definitely find a role player just to come. Like help out their offense. Their wide Robinson receiver looks really good. Robinson looks good. Yeah. Here's the oh, thing. Yeah, they're bright. Here's the thing with Robinson. So, uh, if you guys remember, about like five years ago, he was like a top five receiver when he was on the Jags, and I feel like he's starting to emerge as possibly a top five receiver again. Well, probably top ten, but like he's actually like he's actually really solid. And I know Sean had him on his Sean has him on his fantasy team, and uh, from what I saw last night, he was playing really well. So. Oh yeah. So over the the past three weeks, um, week three he had ten receptions, 123 yards and a touchdown. Week four he had seven receptions, 101 yards and a touchdown. And then this last week against the Bucks, he had ten catches and 90 yards. So he's been doing his thing these past couple weeks. Um, started off slow, but he's getting better. Um, being consistent now, getting those catches for sure. So PPR league, he's Definitely been balling out, and he's still doing well in standard. And I think he's for sure the bright spot of the offense so far. Um. Also, uh, to add on to that, like Jimmy Graham, like he's he's doing okay. Like I mean, like he's getting he's getting maybe like thirty to forty yards a game, but he's getting touchdowns. Oh yeah, for sure. Like at like the, at, like, the goal line. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely, and um, so, and yeah, that's sorry, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, you got to look at the north. The North divisions for both conferences, NFC North, Packers, Bears. I mean, that's the best they can get. And then also in the AFC North, they have three teams with three wins or above: Browns, Ravens, Steelers. Like those divisions look really good. And going back to the NFC North, they got the Vikings. What's your what's your hypoth like? I don't, what's your opinion on the Vikings here? Okay, I would like to talk about. Um, they have like really good players, but they can't put it together. Like obviously, Thielen. Um, Thielen is, is, you know, he's emerging. I mean, he's, he's been emerging for a while as a really, really good receiver. Justin Jefferson, uh, I've been talking with Max about him a lot. He's, uh, he's definitely pro he's definitely, uh, top two rookie receivers and, um, and then obviously Dalvin Cook. So I don't know how they can't pull that defense. I like them. They're just like, they just can't put it together. Kirk Cousins hasn't been that great. All right. I agree. Well, that brings me to I don't know what's up with their defense. They can't make it. They can't make a deep run. If they want to try to make a deep run to the playoffs, they can't. Their defense is just like they found. Didn't they find a way to lose to Indianapolis? <laughs> I mean, Indianapolis has the best defense in the league. Okay, yeah. but Indianapolis beat them on the scoreboard. Yeah, that's like offense for Indianapolis is not. I I, the, I I don't think that Indianapolis offense is all that great. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's been having a pretty good year, but I think. With this high-powered, or I guess used to be high-powered Vikings defense, they shouldn't have a problem with a team like Indianapolis. Yeah. Well, that brings me to my start of the week, which was Justin Jefferson. And, like, I know I said last week, I mean, he's my pickup. I was playing off the seventh, the crazy game he had. And he had another 103-yard performance. He's facing the Seattle secondary. Got torched. They're averaging 400-plus yards for every team. That is the worst secondary, I think, in the league without Jamal Adams there. 
So that's my start of the week, is Justin Jefferson. Anything uh, else? Speaking of speaking of emerging receivers, um, my start of the week is my boy Robbie Anderson, uh, Panthers receiver. He's uh, I think he's definitely emerging as a number one over DJ Moore, uh, and against the Falcons defense, who I think will worse in the league uh, than or like the Texans maybe. I think Robbie Anderson gonna have a great week. Uh, definitely agree with Max that Justin Jefferson is gonna go off. Um, so yeah, I like. Uh, I like both of those dudes, but yeah, my start of the week is is Robbie. Uh, I I agree with Robbie. I mean, Robbie Anderson. I don't necessarily think he's gonna emerge as a one receiver. I definitely think he's playing better than DJ Moore is. But I think the reason he's playing better than DJ Moore is because DJ Moore is playing that one receiver. There's so I think that DJ Moore is more than Robbie. I think. I think I think that I think defenses are worried about DJ Moore way more, especially after his like final five or six games last season where he emerged as a top five receiver last season. I just think that Robbie and I think that DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are just kind of simultaneously working together. And then it's just the only only reason Robbie Anderson's killing it is just because DJ Moore isn't. I think when DJ Moore starts killing it when Robbie Anderson is Yeah okay let's move yeah, on to our I, next segment here. We're I, gonna go to the we're gonna go to the wheel <laughs> we're gonna go to the wheel now. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to spin this wheel again. Let's see who we get. And we got the Bur Browns. Browns. Okay. Well, we just talked about OBJ earlier. Yeah. Do we want to spin again or do we want to spin again, Henry? Yeah. Let's we'll spin again. Yeah, spin again. But Christian, do you have anything to say on DJ Moore, though? No. Okay. Well, I, I actually think DJ Moore has a good That's all I'm going to say. All right. Let's spin it again. This is a nice addition, guys. And we just talked about the Vikings, so we're going to keep going. <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, no, no. <laughs> come on. Okay. Sorry, guys. Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders. All right. Okay. okay. So, the Raiders. They're a little bit unexpected. They're succeeding more than people thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I for sure didn't see that big Monday. Was that a Monday night or Thursday night game where they had it? Monday. I was not expecting I thought the Saints were just going to kill them. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising that they're winning games with how little input Josh Jacobs has been getting in the offense. So, I mean, like week one, you saw them go to a little bit of a shootout with the Panthers. Not really, but Josh Jacobs had three touchdowns that week where we, I guess, as fantasy owners and just as fans, you expect Josh Jacobs to have a way bigger impact throughout the season. But he's had back-to-back seven, eight, nine, ten games where I just don't understand how this Raiders defense and Raiders offense are working together so well, but they're not getting their best player the ball. And you even look at the week at three touchdowns. He only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Yeah. That's it just, it just kind of confuses me He's how they're totally doing. talented though. It's just they're using Jalen Richard good amount, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean they're receiving they're receiving. I mean Waller is getting a good amount. Ruggs is out right now, but it's an interesting team to look at. Aguilar is such an interesting receiver because he like he barely gets any targets, and then out of nowhere he'll just get the ball and score. I don't like it's this has happened. Every single week that I've watched the Raiders game, especially week one against the Panthers, I forgot Agu- I forgot Nelson Aguilar was the player, to be honest. And then we had – he had that nice catch on the Panthers in the end zone. 
And then last week, um, he had a long ball that got called back, and he uh, he scored the ball. I just don't understand where this man's been at, and then how he averages three receptions a game, but is always in those positions. Yeah, they competed really well with the Bills. Like, I mean, they look good. It's just, well, they didn't. Really... It was a fumble, Christian. That's the reason okay. the Bills won. <laughs> so when y'all talk about they're not giving it to Josh Jacobs, that's not true. He's like getting, I think, the most carries in the NFL. Yeah, that's um, true. yeah, it, he's, it's just he's not being productive with it is the problem. But that's not his fault. I mean, I mean, actually, no, no, that is his fault. That's his fault. Um, but they're still they're giving him the ball. You said they're not giving it to their best player. They are, and okay. he's also getting a good amount of carries. He's getting, I think, he's top. He's also top ten in receive receptions for a running back this year as well. I could be wrong on that. I think I think you're right on that. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's just to me, yeah. it's just like a confusing offense because you really don't. It's like. Like, another thing I notice is, like, a lot of their really good players are really young. I mean, obviously, Waller's not that old. Uh, obviously, Jacobs is a rookie. Uh, and Ruggs, I mean, he's hurt, but still. Uh, like, it's just – it's definitely a very interesting team. Um, I think they could definitely put something together. And Derek Carr, like, if you really watch him play, he's actually becoming, like, sort of good again. Because I, I don't know if you all remember, but, like, 2017 or 18 he was like he was up there like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league and I don't well I think think he's a uh, shot to win rookie of the year kind of right Henry yeah he definitely does (laughs) wait Josh Jacobs isn't over oh wait no oh Oh, I'm very sorry about that (laughs) he's not a rookie (laughs) (laughs) I low-key I low-key want to see Derek Carr throw a bunch of picks so that we can see some Marcus Mariota play time. Oh, Marcus Mariota. I don't know why. I just really want to see him play. For some I reason. love him. I, I just totally forgot that Josh Jacobs was a was a player last year. Um, I remember when he, he got – should have won rookie of the year. <laughs> I mean, offensive rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, you want to spin the wheel again, Henry? I mean, yeah. Why not? We can do our one last spin. This is our right, final spin. Give me our last spin, guys, and then we're going to conclude it from there. Yeah, it better land on the Ravens. Let's see. Saints? Saints. No. I'll talk about them. All right. I mean, That's an interesting. Speaking of the Saints, best running back in the league, Alvin Kamara. On my fantasy team, I'm 4-0, <laughs> just saying. Uh, and um, that's all I have to say about the Saints. I mean, you got to look I, at MT coming back this week. I want to see – I mean, people say, oh, MT only runs slants. Drew Brees can't throw past 30 yards. So, I mean, I think MT coming back would definitely propel them into play, uh, Super Bowl contenders. I'm, I'm convinced that if the Panthers and the Saints were in the same division, I would be a bandwagon Saints fan. I don't, I don't. They're just you. Their team's just so likable. Like yeah. Alvin Kamara, he just has a goofy personality. You can tell it on the field with the way he like carries himself. I I'll never forget watching the highlights on a Sunday night in like 2018, and they were playing the Giants, and he ran the ball and just didn't stop running and went straight to the locker room. And there was like 10 minutes left in the game too, and it's just like their receivers are always good. It's just I don't know if it's Drew Brees or if it's the receivers just being good skill. I mean, Traquan Smith, this is the second year in a row where he's had, like, 
three-point games in fantasy, and then every once in a while he'll have a 17-point game. Or, like, he'll, like, they just do a really good job of getting so many people included in the offense where it's going to be hard to stop the offense. Uh, about that, like, last week when um, Latavius Murray uh, had a really good game, <clears throat> I think the, uh, the Saints are in a good position with to have Kamara and a running back who can have a – I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to be – like really consistent, but he's yeah. Um, to to add on to what I said, like on a fantasy perspective, I think Latavius Murray is always a good person to have on your bench. Like, 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 no matter what, like, be, well, because yeah, like, I mean, no, I'm not. Don't start him because Kamara is the number one running back, and he's the number one running back in the league, even. But he is so good. And when and if Kamara gets injured, which I don't know and I don't think will happen, play with Savius Murray on your on your running back one. He's gonna get twenty or more points a game for sure. That's that that's what I think. One of the best. What y'all think about Emmanuel Sanders' performance last week? Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, didn't he have ninety yards? I yeah, know. I mean. He, He's he's good. Um, I, I yeah. I don't, I. I think at this point he's like an average receiver in the in the NFL. Yeah, because also on the Broncos he was so good. Yeah, Demarius Thomas, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. That, that 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 was that was the dynamic duo right there. Yeah. Hey, Manning, like. Yeah. Top three quarterbacks of the Super Bowl year. It, it's just uh, the, the thing is like I mean. Emmanuel Sanders, like he's he's getting like a he's getting touchdowns, but I I feel like the the games that he gets touchdowns, he doesn't really get much yards. He either gets a lot of yards or he just gets like maybe forty yards and a touchdown. Mm. I must. Yeah. So is that our conclusion, guys? So yeah. So this is our conclusion of episode three of the Third and Long podcast, week five. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a great day.